welcome back to another episode of the RCT pod. In this week's episode, we discuss about the most common type of racism in India, casual racism. Calling somebody Kalu or your mother's obsession with having a fair complexion are just some of the examples of casual racism around us. Somehow, we have become so comfortable with it that we have stopped acknowledging it. So I guess it's time to talk about it. As usual, in the final segment, we share our recommendations for you. So keep listening. Before we go ahead, we would like to thank all our listeners who reached out to us with their feedback and support. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can connect with us on Instagram at rctpod or on our email ID, which is rainingchatsandtalks at the rate gmail.com. We will leave the links to the same in the episode description, so do check it out. And with that, let's get back to the episode. So, Arman, a few days ago, an incident happened in the United States of America where an African-American person named uh, George Floyd was killed in broad daylight by the policeman. Uh, would you like to uh, elaborate on the incident that happened? Yeah, um, George Floyd, a 46-year-old African man, he died in Minneapolis in America. He was being restrained by the police and uh, the whole footage of the incident was like, it went viral on all social media platforms where it showed an officer literally kneeling on his neck as he gasped for breath. And um, obviously it rose like brought to the fore a lot of concerns over the law enforcement's bias against the whole community and the minority and uh, is the most recent incident of a racially driven uh, brutality. So so this type of uh, racism is uh, called institutional racism that uh, you know we see in the police departments or the government departments and uh, because of you know because of this everybody is talking about a lot of global racism and a lot of incidents that, that have been happening with them and their experiences, people are sharing them on social media. So, Harman, uh, I have decided that, you know, we should talk about casual racism that happens back in our home, in our backyards in India, and which is something that, you know, people don't address it uh, every day. And that is something that is hap- happening around us almost all the time. Yeah, uh, but Samad, before we say anything, uh, I just want to mention that uh, whatever we're going to mention in the episode are going to be our own personal beliefs, and uh, we do not intend to hurt anyone by what we say. And the whole uh, purpose here, as you mentioned, is to like initiate a discussion where everyone is entitled to put their opinions forward. So that's the whole absolutely. So Arman, one of the incidents like uh, that I can recall from my childhood is that. Uh, my mom used to tell me that uh, I should not have chai because uh, that would would result in dark skin. And uh, before that, I never thought about this, you know, difference in light skins or, you know, fair skins or dark skins. And I think Indians are really obsessive with the whole idea of fair skin. It's imbibed in us, like even till date, I I still have my mom telling me like dozens of face packs so that my skin remained uh, um, light. Um, and this obsession, I completely understand with all the history that we have of caste system and the bottom line of the caste system known as Dalits. They are uh, 
they are dark skinned so it's obviously connected with that and, and i mean it's so deeply imbibed in our culture that it's so difficult imagine the fairness creams like nobody in my like it was so late in my life i realized that the fairness creams and the ads that i see are so offensive I mean, nobody pointed it out. No, nobody thought it was offensive. In fact, it was a big selling point for a lot of brands. Absolutely. You know, the BBC once reported that in South Asia, uh, more skin lightening creams are sold than bottles of Coca Cola, and that really shows that uh, you know, not just Indians, probably all of the South Asians, we are all very obsessed with having fair skins. but a good move by government fairness uh, fairness creams have been banned like the promotion and advertisement of them has been banned hmm. uh, but not their uh, i think they're still they're still sold in the market right yes they are obviously i think i've seen that fair and lovely fairness cream i think we've all seen that fair and lovely somewhere or the other at some place you know it's such a common thing in indian household Hmm. and i still don't understand like with the whole skin color like even if, if if a girl has to get married skin color is a very important factor in deciding that ha huh, i don't know i mean women are often advised to use all kinds of uh, things to lighten their sabla rang but personally i believe it's it's i i find it very beautiful priyanka chopra went four to five shades darker uh, because when she realized that it's actually you know her features are enhanced more if she is a bit dark skin and she was appreciated for her color so you would see in a lot of pictures that she's not actually as dark as she is now and she completely carried it and i think that was a big move so arman i have a thought here ke matlab uh, so i was just thinking about and you know i was just reading uh, about this that why indians are very obsessed with the fair skin and i came to you know this theory that you know back in the day Uh, a lot of uh, fair skinned people like they were the people who were working in offices they had proper homes so naturally they were not tanned by working in the sun so they had fair skin and they had lighter shade of a skin uh on the other hand people who were working outside you know doing labor work and jitne bhi log kaam kar rahe hain carpenters jo patthar tod rahe hain all construction workers and everything Uh, all of those people were working di- in direct sunlight so they had a lot of tanning on their on their skin so probably you know in a few years along the lines it got associated with you know that fair skin people are superior and they are probably rich and come from a uh, uh, from a higher strata of the society whereas the dark skin people come from the, uh, come from the lower strata of the society yeah, do you think something like this makes sense because uh, that that i think that that's what i came to and then that's what i was able to you know understand from all the debates and all the discussions people have been doing summer i think there's a lot of like layers you you're very right in one sense i mean mindset kiska kaise badla kis cheez se trigger hua it could be anything as i said connections can be drawn from anything also because uh, a lot of uh, developing countries and a lot of countries that were developing at the time also back in like Fourth century, uh, when slavery was still in place, um, even India's history of racial injustice dates back to the same time when uh, slaves were brought by from uh, Africa, and uh, that community still exists in India called the Siddhi community, and they're spread across India and Pakistan. And despite being Indian for centuries, they're still largely viewed as outsiders. So they were brought by from there. The slaves worked. So even now, the developing countries have dark-skinned people. So maybe that is also one connection. And then obviously, it's being endorsed in such even in 
movies of cats and dogs like that i remember watching so many movies also where um, this kind of uh, uh, discrimination was being made uh, have you watched uh, that movie called planet of the apes no i have not i have not what so what happened planet in planet of the apes is like so it's obviously a, it's it, the original movie was made in 1968 and it's racist like even though monkeys are controlling the world so it's not a con- world of humans so where okay. light skinned apes are like take over the earth and control dark skinned apes and okay. they also subdue the remaining human survivors so even in a world where apes take over the world there always be racism so it's that's why you see so many of these things in so many places that it almost becomes your natural thought so why do you think we as people and we as citizens we are not protesting for all of those things when a movie is made something like this and i mean you can clearly see that uh, something racist is there and something based on a color is projected in the movie why do you think we are not protesting about that don't you think if we are protesting about any racist incident like it happened in the us uh, about the george floyd incident we should be coming up and we should be raising our voices for the casual racism also that is happening around obviously and it this i think when you talk about like this is a very general question that what should you do when you encounter casual racism if you see something or if you're in a discussion where you point out or you can see that someone is trying to um disgrace a particular community or a person because of his race uh I think speaking up matters and you know starting conversation matter if you can pull out that person pull them aside even if it's one of your friends or family and ask them what they mean by their comment a lot of times people pay attention and realize that they were wrong when they have to explain their joke it, they simply feel embarrassing and uh, you can go on the websites i think ask the movie makers and put questions i think they're very available now because of social social media so anything you find off you can just raise a conversation about it and a lot of people would come and back you up i'm sure but harman what do you think like what form and how much racism or like you know just casual racism as we are speaking about is acceptable like i see in a lot of stand up uh, comedy acts where uh, these comedians you know they're using some phrases which are a little racist but probably they're just you know for that context of that joke or for that said they are doing and at that moment it does not seem to be a very big problem or it does not seem to hurt any community at that point of time do you think that much is acceptable and there has to be like a threshold for that you know what i wanted to ask you this question i mean do you because it's a, i have a very twisted question of this because i think you'll be able to answer both uh do you think you can't joke about things i mean do you think uh, being a non racist or even if it's subtle form of racism do you think that means you'll be less funny or you won't be able to joke about things i think harman we are doing a lot of things under the disclaimer system that we have developed if we are giving a disclaimer about something and we are doing that in that boundaries uh that somehow it becomes acceptable uh but at the same time i think you know doing it casually doing it in a funny way or just jokingly mm. it's fine Un- until and unless it becomes like a trend like if i see so many people joking about it then it becomes a problem if i see a couple of people doing it then it probably is not a problem so it depends at what scale it is happening mm. according to me like that would be i think my answer to this question that if we are if we are seeing it we have to see the perspective 
and we have to see the reference let's say something like george floyd getting killed in broad daylight is a very big incident to ignite this whole debate about it but probably if you know a comedian is saying something in his stand up act uh, in a one hour show you know somewhere in gurgaon or somewhere in mumbai uh, you know to a handful of people uh, in that uh, auditorium or in that club probably that does not you know ignite that thing or that that does not hurt any community i think uh, samata i agree with you to a big extent but from like how i understand if i have to answer this game question i think for me racism is also about like impact as it is about intention so for example if i say something out of complete um, like i just want to be funny and i say something and i have no intention of hurting anybody or pointing out to a community but if i receive feedback later on in the show or uh, after the conversation has ended then i would like to take that feedback i would and if i genuinely hurt someone i would like to apologize uh, later so that is being responsible so even if you did something in a very right intention i think you still hold the responsibility to apologize to someone you might have hurt hurt in the process so it is also about impact because you have to think about people at the receiving end uh make sure that they take it as it is and not uh feel hurt exactly i think i totally agree with what you have said and like the point that you mentioned here when we're trying to be funny you know we cross a lot of boundaries we cross a lot of lines sometimes unknowingly also uh and i think that is the problem we don't know where to give the benefit of doubt to which person and at which place uh i think kai bar aisa hota hai ki hum log kuch bol dete hain and we we just said it in a you know very casual way and people around us get offended and i think i have been into a lot of fights uh when you know back in the day when i was in college and i, I was asking this question have yeah, you ever been in one of these positions where you feel you might have yes, like yes yes i have been I, like were you in the receiving end or like were you one of the people that See, uh, to be very honest to be very honest i have said uh, many things that have offended people and probably i have said a lot you know i have passed on some racist comments and remarks as well uh, but at the same time i also realized it that what i did was wrong and i did not do it you know after like a couple of years i realized it probably after half an hour or one hour i have even apologized to that people if i said something to them So yes I have done it and I think regular people do that on that note I want to say this that acknowledging that fact if anybody is doing it acknowledgement is very important hmm. if you're acknowledging it that you did it and you're admitting it that you did it and you can apologize or you know just at least try to tell that person that you did not intend to do it you did it in you know you got carried away with whatever emotions you had at that point of time I think you can make things right at that point of time only you don't need to make it a very big issue exactly i mean um imagine you and me were both in like you still are but we were both in delhi for a very long time and in cities like delhi with people from like everywhere it seems so casual that it seems perfectly natural to many locals and i've seen so many people um staring at uh, a particular kind of uh, people in the metro or or just being ignorant like all south indians are now we've seen a lot of racism in delhi against the northeastern people what is yeah that, I mean, is, that, is, that is very dominant in delhi it was the main like main sort of discrimination that i felt in delhi being in delhi university i think it was one community that was facing the most uh, taking the most bullshit yes i and i have witnessed this that you know guys on bike 
when they were you know just passing around somebody and they saw saw somebody you know saw some northeastern they would call them with different phrases like uh, momos go back to nepal go back to china yeah. and uh, and this happened with a friend also and that's what that's how i know that this this happens and this is the reality even though we have tried a lot of times that you know i mean in delhi university there's a whole wing about discrimination against the northeastern people and there's a whole community out there who supports them but still people do it coming to my like next question for you would be that how do you think we can educate people about this like when we were in school i don't think we got any any education about this topic or we were you know any awareness or anything that was told to us about this and i think we were very racist uh, back in school also but nobody pointed out at that time and we were doing it casually and probably that became a part of our lives now so how do you think it can be imbibed into the education system so that you know the students who are growing up now and they will be probably you know when they go to college they realize and they are aware enough that they don't have to discriminate against people and their fellow colleagues um i think samarth and there's a lot of uh, change that has come i wouldn't i wouldn't deny that because there are a lot of things that we would say uh, back in time or like my were very normal in my parents time but people obviously don't say that anymore fat shaming is not prevalent uh, at least that much um so a lot of things change by the time um my sibling is very sensitive towards uh, all these things he understands what uh, how sexism can be you know very hurtful for females so it has with the with the number of voices that we have from the internet from social media and from mainstream media and the kind of sensitivity that we're getting uh, a lot of people are standing up as a consequence of that we have voices that that can point this out now so if i am sensitive enough then i would be and if i'm in a group where something like this is happening i wouldn't i wouldn't mind uh, pointing out to that person and making sure that he feels embarrassed by the end of what he said and at least apologizes so it comes from uh, i mean even in college where i remember my classmate wasn't being uh, given accommodation uh, landlords were charging very high because they think uh, because they thought that they couldn't uh, that my classmate couldn't bargain in hindi and uh, so i had to stand up for him i went with him i had a chat and i made sure that you know he felt that there were people also like who did not feel that who did not feel that he was any different so being warm to people and you know not discriminating personally is also a big step forward if everyone understands that i think it will solve a big problem there are kids i have seen kids calling some people you know like kala or kalu you know they are they are small kids about 10 years or 11 years of age and how do you explain racism to them how do you explain them that what you were saying to somebody is not acceptable when you grow up somebody is going to you you're going to offend somebody how do you tell that 10 year or 11 year old kid i think everyone i would simply saying that i mean everyone has flaws and i'm sure that kid would also have flaws so explaining to him and making him understand if somebody points you know this thing out of you then how would you feel and uh, if somebody calls you fat or if somebody calls you skinny or if somebody points out uh, something that you lack how would you feel so i think 
kids have their own way of understanding things and parents and teachers obviously have a big role if parents are a bad example so if imagine exactly, you have workers exactly. coming in your home and you treat them differently you you know uh, you do not let them sit at your own level um, and uh, if you do not uh, so there was this time where uh, i called uh, one of our workers as kudewala and my mom was very tough with me on this and she said she is not kudewala he is actually picking he is actually the cleaning person he is actually cleaning it so he has a name like asking and from that day i think i was like 4 or 5 years old since that day till today i've always called workers at my home from their name um and we give equal respect to everyone around and acknowledge i think what you mentioned respect. yeah i think what you have mentioned is a very correct thought and even i have the same thought that uh, for for kids growing up right now i think parents carry most of the responsibility there एंड जैसे हमारे पेरेंट्स हमारे आस पास एक्ट कर रहे हैं या जो भी चीज़ें बोल रहे हैं वी लर्न दैट किड्स लर्न दैट ओनली सो आई थिंक पेरेंट्स कैरी लॉट ऑफ रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी अर्ली ऑन एंड दे नीड टू रियलाइज दैट यू नो दे डोंट कॉल पीपल लाइक दिस बाई दीज नेम्स दैट इन शोज दैट प्रॉब्ली द किड विल ऑल्सो ग्रो अप टू अ पर्सन हु विल नॉट डू दैट्स आई थिंक वॉट यू शेयर द स्टोरी दैट यू शेयर इज वेरी करेक्ट so and also about uh, some of like the general stereotypes that we have in india ki south indians hai to kale hai not just in india like even abroad have you seen those uh, uh, movies or uh, where they show exaggerated accent of indian exactly and, north uh, indians are considered to be superior for some reason and south yeah. indians are considered to be inferior in india that is a trend yeah. you can see that pattern so whether it's the bindi or over exaggerated accent of indians or labeling all asians as chinese so these gen- general sort of stereotypes and when they come into play uh, what do you think about that how do you how do you because it's such a big platform how many people are you going to um, ask see for, uh, for me like when i see movies sometimes i you know i have sometimes i have two thoughts okay so my and my mind is divided on this that sometimes i think that they are showing what the truth is and that is i think fine so you know with the movies showing north indian and south indian because i think that is one of the sources from where we learn that what the difference is but at the same time i think you know that is what is there in the society and that what prevails and that's what we have you know we have seen while growing up i think this is like a loop that has formed probably like whatever from whatever sources that we get influenced from we start feeling like you know uh, like south indians are really humble people and uh, they are very simple people as compared to north indians who are a little you know they show off a little bit and they try to act a little arrogant sometimes like that's what i think uh, not trying to hurt anybody's sentiments here but uh, that's what uh, like a general attitude that i see in both the communities and probably because of that a lot of sources whatever entertainment sources that we have and from what from whatever media that we are consuming the content i think uski wajah se hamara na ek notion ban gaya hai we have like hum ek stereotype bana liya i would say this word stereotype ho chuka hai ye hmm. ki hum north indians ko superior manne lag gaye hain because of the whole pomp and show they have and south indian simple humble people jo kuch nahi kehte ek dusre ko itna zyada and they mind their own business and they love to be in their own community so you know we have tried to suppress them as like the inferior probably and i think uska globally jo impact hai us wajah se bahut problematic i mean this is not something colorism it's not something which has been uh, which is born in india 
colorism is something which has been there globally and something needs to be done about that kim kardashian was called out for casual racism just recently where she um, she had a picture uh, she posted a picture of one of her brands where a black model is wearing a black mask and that was discussed and you know um, so even brands fashion designers are very careful when they come out with such campaigns so even bollywood can be like that just because something is going to sell should not be a should not be appointed like if you, to include i mean they hold a big responsibility but a lot of times they don't realize it exactly that was exactly my point ki hamare aas pass itne sare influencers hain it can be anything it can be music videos it can be movies it can be tv shows because this is the content that we consume on everyday basis so whatever we see there we get influenced and that's what a stereotype we make in our heads uh, but coming uh, back to uh, the global racism point uh like you mentioned uh, the kardashian what she did and everything uh my question is on this is like i have a thought like the whole black lives matter uh, this organization that came up and everything and in response to that uh, you know there has been a community which says all lives matter and somewhere or the other i agree this that uh, i mean what black lives matter the organization they are doing that is totally fine but the point of discussion should be that all lives matter the reason why black lives matter the organization felt it was um uh, taking their limelight away and at the time where you know uh the person the victim has been a black person so obviously they'll have to be addressed at this point first and it's not like it's the only and they mentioned it it's not like we're saying only black lives matter we're addressing it right now because this is the issue obviously if it was for a different person and if it was a different community then we can obviously become one but no but do you think if a white person had been killed uh, in place of george floyd a uh, similar you know with the protest would have been with similar intensity then it would have been police brutality a case of police brutality and bullying because white exactly exists and everybody knows that you know the people pulled out most for all the crimes in america in a country like america are mostly blacks i mean there there is a documentary made on netflix uh, i don't remember the name i think it is called 13th yeah it's a documentary which analyzes criminalization of uh, offenses of african americans and there was a time where us prisons were filled with black people so imagine it was so easy for a person to be named as a criminal or to be criminal criminalized and the chances of him being land, like him landing in a prison would be many more than a normal white person and the same thing happens here when african americans come to our country i mean i've researched about this i've heard about cases where even like you know our indians obsession with foreigners right so when white people come we'd be all excited are foreigners foreigners but when it's the african american or the black community they're often discriminated against it happened in delhi university as well where uh, one african american was denied being given uh, something because he was perceived as someone who was a thief or someone who would like have a knife they have a common perception made for them and they object to it and they they try and convince us that they're as dear to us as other foreigners and but i think it doesn't change the fact that they're discriminated against 
So Armin, uh, talking about casual racism in India, uh, do you think we have uh, racism in the music industry as well? Um, would you want to tell me about it? Like there are songs which you know try to highlight. Like if you see the music videos only, in most of the music videos, especially in India, I see only uh, girls who are fair skinned. Yeah. We see we see foreign girls now who are fair skinned. Yeah, and even lyrics of a lot of songs are like Gori Chitte, Rangdi types, you know, indoors. You know, there was in the, in the movie Bazigar, Shahrukh Khan was singing ye kali kali aankhein ye gore gore gal. Hmm. In Tushan movie, there was this song White White Face Dekhe Dilwa Beating Father. In this song also, they're talking about uh, the fair skin only. Yeah. And there are like countless popular songs which celebrate fair skin just like them. Do you think this is Again, you know, coming back to that point that this is like comes into the category of uh, acceptable casual racism. Yeah, so much so that it's become natural and nobody's pointing out. So we need one voice, one logical voice that comes and explains and, you know, and I think as a generation, um, our generation is, I think, a little aware to all of this. And it's the same reason why a lot of white people were also protesting against uh, the uh, the authorities in, in the protest that's happening in America against racism. So a lot of people who are not at the receiving end of it also have a responsibility to change the system. So if imagine a, a, a white, uh, a, a someone in the Bollywood industry who's, in, who's an established actress who comes up and says, oh, listen, but... I'm getting my roles because of my looks, but this needs to change. I was very impressed when Deepika Padukone changed her uh, thing, even if she was playing an acid uh, attack victim. But it takes a lot of guts to change your face like that and, you know, make it look normal. And for an actress like her, you know, so I think they they have a big responsibility to change the kind of roles they're doing and you know uh, maybe letting other girls other talented actresses enter i think radhika apte is a very good example she looks so good but she's not the mainstream white girl in the bollywood so a lot of actresses like her i think are changing uh, it for us in in the airline industry also harman so i was speaking to one of my friends and uh, she had applied to you know some uh, airlines to for for a flight attendant job so she told me that there's like a policy that they only employ fair hostesses as cabin crew oh my god and uh, although it was like okay if the ground staff were dark but for the cabin crew they only want fair hostesses like if they if there's a, so i have not checked this but if there's a written policy in any of their documents and the airlines say this you know out front that they are go- only going to employ fair hostesses as cabin crew why are we not speaking about that? Why are we yeah, not raising that was my first uh, a voice for that? It should have been protested against. I mean, they, she should have taken it further. Legally, if you fight a battle for it, you might you have big chances now because a lot of our laws were written back in the time, and there are a lot of loopholes that the companies get into. So I think if somebody can point it out and maybe bring it to the forefront, then at the age of today, where everything sp- spreads like a wildfire. Uh, there are big chances of it getting um, discussed upon and then maybe the airlines would be held accountable for what their policy is. So Harman, on final thoughts, uh, I feel like, you know, casual racism is something that, you know, is something that we have grown up with. 
and probably that is something that is going to stay with us for a very long time uh, all we can do is at our part is that you know we should be more careful in our everyday life that we are not you know hurting anybody's sentiments and if we are doing it unknowingly you know for whatsoever reason i think we should admit it we should apologize for it and uh, i think we should make people more aware at, at least we can do that much what do you think and also just add to your uh, this thing uh, we should also choose leadership that that is less like that is not racist imagine if it was not for trump at this point in time if we if they had a better leader who would not endorse racism on a daily basis the situation would have been very different because people like people who are even slightly white supremacists or racist they would get a lot of uh, back from these kind of leaders uh so yeah we should choose leadership that we know are responsible enough to keep these things uh, these social issues aside and would not at any circumstance side those criminals right also also further adding to this i think like people the way they are protesting uh i think pro- protesting is not wrong you can protest as much as you want um in a democratic country you have that freedom of uh, you know asking questions to your government and asking for an action for that but i don't think violence should be a part of any protest and i don't think I, violence is not a solution to anything mm-hmm. i was seeing this video harman and i was really really uh, you know disturbed by watching it that you know the protesters they came and they burnt a homeless man's mattress on which he was sleeping for i don't know how many long years and he was a old man he they just came they put the mattress on fire and they just seem to you know have fun That's they were right. breaking windows of the shops of the showrooms i don't think i that is acceptable and i don't endorse that mm-hmm. if you want to do protest if you want to raise a voice do it in the right way change yourself spread the awareness on everyday basis don't wait for such incidents to happen don't wait for another george floyd incident to happen that you take down the streets and you start to change every other person on the planet i think this is something that we need to develop in our everyday life and it has to be a part of our habit yes and on this note let's move to this week's recommendations well i was uh, you know watching this uh, stand up uh, comedy special by uh, kenny sebastian or as he is also known as kenneth sebastian so yeah his uh, netflix stand up special came by the name uh, the most interesting interesting person in the room and um, okay so i have been a fan of kenny sebastian and he has been one of those people who you know was the first person in the stand up comedy industry so but yeah i think uh, it was a nice special i really liked it but uh, again i think it's a very different kind of uh, comedy it's not like you know zakir khan and uh, a lot of vipul goel and other stand up comedians that we have in india it's very different uh but yeah nevertheless i loved the special and, and that's going to be uh, my pick for the week okay so well for me uh because we were going to talk about this topic and i was quickly reminded of something i had watched uh, a few months back but i really liked it uh it's a it's a serial called when they see us it's on netflix it's about five teens that are falsely accused of a brutal attack and it's based on a true story so go and watch it it's it's very intriguing it brings out a big social issue uh, out of the forefront but at the same time gives you a lot of entertainment that's my pick hmm.
If you like the episode, don't forget to follow us wherever you are listening. You can also leave us a high rating on Apple Podcasts as it helps other people to discover us. We will see you very soon in another episode. So till then, take care and keep smiling.